Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. I am your host, Hondo Carpenter, joined by my assistant beat writer, the man, the myth, the legend, Zeke Trezevant in the house with me. How you doing, Zeke? Hondo, man, doing well, doing well, excited, man, especially coming off, you know, uh, Monday. So doing real well. How about yourself? Hey, I got to tell you what, I'm doing fantastic. As you know... Saturday, we're one day away from game day. Yesterday, I was in Paw Patrol. I had to go to the Paw Patrol movie, Zeke. How'd you like it? I love being a dad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, sir. My son my son loves Paw Patrol. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Dexter's 14 <laughs> months old, man. And if there's food, popcorn, candy, and Paw Patrol, he's a happy guy, all right? Yes, sir. Um, I wish they'd come out with Paw Patrol football version. Yeah, that would be great for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, someone told me that um, I I think it's Disney Channel or somebody's doing like Monday Night Football with Disney characters. I want somebody to do Monday Night Football with Paw Patrol. Listen, that's a, that's a whole other area that we should look into. <laughs> no, no, it's not, Zeke. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Let's dig in on um, the Raiders and, and talk about them. I gave a big detail on Friday morning about 
um, what they would be looking for in a trade with a DE and all that. And um, we've gone over all those details. But I want to talk about attack, attack, attack. You and I have been around, me more than you, but been around Josh McDaniels a lot. Um, There's no doubt the man knows football. I mean, there is no doubt. I mean, the NFL, people around the NFL who've won Super Bowls and are highly respected called him an offensive genius. You don't get that respect by being dumb. No one is implying nor saying that about Josh. But I talked about it yesterday, and sometimes I think there's paralysis by analysis, and he overthinks. And not because he's sitting there thinking, I want everyone to think I'm the smartest guy in the world. No. I just think he he knows so much he overthinks it. Agree or disagree? Listen, listen. that's been the case really all season. I think if you go back uh, probably even to week one, you, you can go to every game, there's been a situation where it's like, what happened? It's almost like his mind glitched or something. And I think that's part of the frustration with Josh is it's not that he doesn't have the tools. Everyone knows that he's a an offensive guru, and that's the frustration is that they know the talent is there. They know that he can coach. And for the offense to still be struggling with him at the helm, it's actually a sign of respect. It's actually a sign of, hey, we know you know what you're doing. Why is the offense struggling so bad? Now, to your point, the man is a guru. He does have a lot of information up there after years and years of coaching. Um, I believe you you uh, alluded to his father being a great coach, a respected coach as well. So you can only imagine how much stuff he has going on in his head at, you know, at one time. Uh, so I think that does kind of he, – he's a very analytical guy. So I think sometimes that kind of plays a part in, you know, what he does and what he doesn't do. And then I think there's there comes times where the analytics, he will think it all the way up to the top of what the analytics says he should do. And he'll get there and do the opposite. And it's kind of like what's going on. But no no one thinks anything but the world of Josh and what he can do in terms of offensive play calls, offensive, um, you know, coaching. Uh, but he just has to put it together. And, you know, you and I are in the locker room and I know that fans don't get our purview. But you know when a, pl- a player knows how to make it clear when he maybe doesn't believe something and he's just towing the company line. He'll look down. He'll just kind of be like, oh. Body language. And then we also talk to them off the record when they tell us other things. And and the, this is the thing that I know I know makes Raider Nation mad is they think, all right, everybody's quit on them. They yeah. haven't. How about that? That's not the case. No, and 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 now I do think they're questioning him. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. But I mean, I, I was telling people after the game on Monday night, and it may have been Monday night, it may have been Tuesday morning, but I'm getting texts from guys, uh, three guys in particular, how happy they were for Josh. If you're not happy for, if you're not, if you're happy after a win for Josh, you you haven't quit on that guy. hundred percent. And but but I think there's a lot of. Yeah. What are you thinking? So I think that is the case. Um, well, let's start here. They have, without a doubt, they have not quit on them. I think, uh, you know, with your experience and my experience as well, we all, it's very obvious when a team has quit on a coach. Uh, I think if you want to give an example, I think the Denver Broncos are probably about a game or two away from that happening, right? It's, there's no question when a team quits on a coach. It's very, very clear. The Raiders are not there yet. Um, I think the players wish the best for Josh. But I think what's happened is that a lot of the stars on the team, a lot of the the elder statesmen on the team, they don't, I mean, like Devontae said, they don't have time to wait, right? So at the end of the day, they're looking around like, hey, we got to get this turned around soon. We don't want to wait till week eight, week 10, week 12. Let's get this uh, taken care of now. So I don't think there's anybody that has quit on them in the locker room. I think they all just want the same thing. 
right? I think that's where frustration comes a lot of times when we all want the same thing. It's not happening for us how we want it to. And that can kind of come across a certain kind of way. But they are they are far for quit on them. And I think, hey, you go out here, went on uh, on on Sunday, you're right back at 500 and it's anybody's ball game at that point. So, Zeke, you uh, wrote an article on Thursday that I thought was brilliant. In matter of fact, it was our featured article on the site. Um, brilliant article about Max Crosby and his quest to be great. Um, it is one thing for a person to say, I want to be great. It's another for them to put the effort in to be great. Max is doing that. Uh, and to me, now, I consider Max a friend. So he's not only just a guy I cover, I consider him a friend. To me, I have had the privilege of watching Kobe Bryant up close, Michael Jordan up close, and Irvin Magic Johnson a ton up close. Draymond Green, same thing. One thing that the four of them all have was a work ethic. I mean, it's like with, with Draymond. He gets mad at a teammate and everybody sees it, but he's mad at the teammate telling him basically – if you're not going to give 110%, don't be on this bench. Yeah. If you're just playing to leave at the end of the year and you don't want to get hurt, get out. Yeah. I mean, to me, the great ones have – it's not the desire to win. It's not the will to win. It is the willingness to prepare and to work to win. Max has it. He's got that Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Irvin Johnson, Draymond Green work ethic. I know those guys are all basketball. There are some football guys with that, but he's got it. He's the real deal. Discuss your article, by the way. What a great job you did. Listen, I appreciate it. And, and just listen, I, you know, I played a lot of football up and through high school, and I played, I've always told you, uh, an undersized defensive end. Uh, so to say that, I say that to say that I have nothing really but undersized. Really, like, tiny, like, it, Ridiculous. So I say to say that when I see Max, what Max Crosby is doing, it's it's I just purely I just admire it. I admire it. Um, you got to think about his size, and you talk about his work ethic, right? Another word I would use is his motor. Max Crosby is going 110 percent first quarter through fourth quarter. It, I don't see him take any plays off, and that is very hard to do, especially on the defensive line. Like, and again, we spoke about it in the article. He prepares all offseason. I believe he said he started January 30th, if, if I'm not mistaken few players put in that kind of work around the clock. And, and when you, what you see with Max is by the time training camp starts, he's already in the thick of things. He's not using training camp to get ready. He's already ready by the time training camp starts. But again, his motor is something that I just admire. And you got to think about his size. Think about, you know, not only to keep that, that motor going for four quarters, but at his size and at that speed. One thing I'll also say is this, is I honestly believe Max, and I, I said this to him um, in the preseason, I feel like he got better. I, I, and that was in training camp. I could see that he took the next. You, you could see he took the next step. And what I like about him, where he is, where he's at now, is he's influencing other people on the team. He's influ He's making the other players bring their one hundred percent on the offense and the defense. For instance, that first play of uh, Mayer's uh, career in the, in practice when Max just completely pummeled him. That's a leadership. When I were standing together, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. we were like. That's that is that is that is leadership, right? We, Mike, I'm sure Michael Mayer knew who Max Crosby was before that play, right? But at the end of the day, Max was still trying to get something across to the offense and the defense of, hey, we're going to bring it. So Max is taking it to another level, and if he is able by any chance to take it to another level, look out. I mean, he he's hit that point where when you start naming defensive ends, defensive linemen, you can't put 
I don't know how many more people you can really put in front of Max, honestly. So he, he's starting to hit that that uh you know that level where he's elite for sure. On tomorrow's pregame podcast, uh, John Shop and I are going to discuss him, and you know, John was talking about him potentially re in his prime, and I told him I don't even think he's in his prime yet. I I think he's still getting better. I think he's in search of his prime. Yes. And I already think he's the best defensive end in the NFL. I just think if he was on a better team, he would get more 100%. attention. Yeah, J.J. Watt, I don't know if you heard it, but J.J. Watt on Pat McAfee's show earlier this week just went off about how good Max is. And, yeah. and I, I agree with J.J. all the way. All right, let's talk about this football game. Uh, I'm going to get – I got into it a lot yesterday on my Friday podcast, but – to me, this is the biggest game for Josh McDaniels, and I know there will be big ones down the road if he wins, but we will point back to this game as the biggest of the season. And I'm going to tell you why. There are so many connections between the Raiders and Patriots, and I know that Raider fan hates to hear it, but it's true. It's the true. reality. The, he, With them as bad as they are, and they're terrible right now, I was the first to report, as you know, Several months ago, if Bill Belichick doesn't get to the playoffs, I expect him to be fired. Mm -hmm. There's such bad stuff going on in New England right now, optics-wise. Even if this wasn't New England, he'd have to win it. But the fact that it's New England puts everything on the table. This is a monster game. And again, I'll never say it again this year, the rest of the year. Even if they run the table and go to the Super Bowl, this is the biggest game of Josh's season right here. This is these next six games, and he's 1-0 and in them so far. This is huge. Your thoughts? Yes, one, because, like you said, uh, the New England Pacers are just not a good football team um, right now. I, I read something recently that, you know, where other coaches and other GMs uh, were basically talking about the talent that is not there in terms of New England. So just on a football game level, just a very simplistic level, the Raiders have to win. Uh, then you take into account Bill Belichick. You take into account how many former Patriots are on uh, the Raiders team, how you wanted to bring the Patriots away here. All that considered, you cannot go and lose to the Patriots, right? You have to go win it because it's a winnable game and because of all the ties. So I think uh, what you can't do if you're Josh McDaniels is regress, right? You can't, you can't, like you said, paraly uh, analysis by paralysis, you can't do that uh, against Bill Belichick. Right. Especially since he's, you know, I don't want to say mentor, excuse me for a lack of a better word, but you learned a lot from him. Right. So when you have the better team, you have the better situation, you have former players uh, from that organization and you came from that organization, you have to win or else that head scratching that's coming from the players that's been coming from the players is going to come back up again. Uh, so with where they are right now, this five, six game stretch, they have to get this W for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Then they go to Chicago which is another chance to be 3-0 and in those six critical games. Only one of those games I think that they're going to lose Lions. or should lose is the Lions Yeah, in the D. Yes. By the way, you never know. Zeke may be joining me in the D. Hey, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> in the D. All right. I don't know yet, but I, I think we're working towards it, Zeke Master. All yes. right. So I want to talk to you about – um, Hunter Renfro. Yes. You go give this guy huge extension. Huge. You pay him, man. Show me the money. Yes. And and Jimmy's not getting him the ball. Now, no one who's part of our organization 
that I know of has any dislike for Jimmy. He's just not performing well. He's not playing up to his standards. And you know what's amazing? People want to say, well, the O-line sucks. Well, they haven't sucked. And when you go back and remember, I'm the one that broke the story about how Green Bay blitzed more in that game than they had every game up to it. And so all game, it's seven on five, eight on six, the entire game. That's not on the offensive line. Jimmy's got to get better. He has been a huge disappointment for the Raiders, in my opinion. Agree or disagree? Agreed. He has to stretch the field. I mean, he has to stretch the field. And he has to see the field. Now, to his, you know, is it all on the offensive line? Yes and no. I don't think it's all. Don't get me wrong on them. But a lot of it is because of Jimmy's injury, right? He's coming off that foot injury. And I think when the defense starts to blitz a lot, I think he gets, Jimmy gets happy feet, right? And then it gets to the point where not only does he not necessarily have the arm to get it, right? He's just flat out not seeing it. And, and uh, Hunter's not the only one that falls underneath that, right? Hunter, uh, Michael Mayer, uh, we saw some plays uh, from Monday. Where Ray? Was, just, say it again. Trey. Trey, right. They, they have all these great options. And for, for the most part, you know, the first three or four games, it was like, hey, what's going on? After Monday night, it is clear that Jimmy is just flat out not seeing the field completely. There was one play, Trey Tucker's down the side. If Jimmy just launches it, I mean, Trey Tucker's probably going to go run underneath that ball. Michael Mayer wide open. Uh, you got DeAndre Carter. You know, he might get a carry here or two or there. It's, Jimmy's just not seeing it. Um, so I think his I think his problem more than anything is he doesn't have faith in the offensive line. It, it may or may not be their fault completely, but Jimmy's faith is not there yet. Uh, maybe it'll come. And over I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think it's a lack of faith in the offensive line or is it, man, I've gotten injured a lot. Everybody's talked to me about, I mean, you know, the first time I talked yeah. to him, I said to him, this organization put all their eggs in your basket. And you have a history yeah. of getting injured. Yeah. I, do you do you appreciate yeah. that? Do you think it's a lack of faith in the offensive line? Or do you think it's a genuine, I don't want to get hurt again? I think I, I think it's 75%. He, well, they kind of tie hand in hand, right? It's because he, if he's worried about getting hurt, it's because he's worried about the pressure that the offensive line is letting through. So I think it's 75%. He doesn't have the faith in the offensive line. And that's why a lot of his passes are, it's uh, Devontae, it's Jacoby, then it's check down, right? That says, hey, you don't have the faith to read through your progressions. You don't even get to your third and fourth. Matter of fact, you're skipping the third and fourth progression you're just checking and you're hitting down the uh the check down so i think it's mainly he's just once that defender that first defender breaks through his eyes are going from the top so hey let me make sure i get out of harm's way uh i think if the offensive line was better i think jimmy might be a little bit better as well so i think he's just got happy feet because he doesn't fully trust i mean it's a new it's a new team for him right it, it is what it is. i think he's got happy feet because he's prone to injury but that, that that's yeah. semantics either all right yeah. i want to get to an, another one you and I were have been standing on the sidelines at practices and watch him throw bombs. We've seen yes. it with our own eyes. Yes. It's not something that we're taking other people's word for. The fact that they're not – no, you and I, I think, would both agree. I don't want to speak for you. I think we'd both yeah. agree he's not the best passer we've ever seen. Uh, I mean, Aiden O'Connell can put the ball anywhere on the field. That's not Jimmy. Mm -hmm. um, we know he can do – Hold on, Hondo. Hold on, Hondo. One second, Hondo. Hondo, Hondo. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're, you went out a little bit. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said whether, whether or not they complete it, we both have seen them throw it. Yes. They've got to stretch the field, or because there's, there's no respect for his arm. None. 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 
I mean, that, every I mean, I watched plays against Green Bay where I mean, almost everybody's in the box. They don't trust you. I mean, it literally. It's like, okay, we're going to trust Hondo with a pack of Nutter Butters and a a gallon of milk more than we trust Jimmy to go over the top. Listen, it's it's both ways. Like, you could tell the play calling that the coaching staff doesn't necessarily trust him. And then you could tell by what the the defense is doing sometimes that they don't think he can stretch the field. Um, I I, I tweeted about this. I'm not sure what position he plays. Number 91 for the Green Bay Packers. Not sure if he's a, a lineman or a linebacker, excuse me. Uh, but when they line him up on Devontae, that's when I'm like, this has reached epic proportions. You're gonna, that that tells you that the defense, the defensive coordinator says you're 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 not gonna get the ball to the to your best. We don't think you can do it. That is, I've never seen nothing like it on Devontae Adams. Wait, are we serious? That is that is one of the. Why most- didn't you just put me out there covering Trey <laughs> Tucker? <laughs> like what? Like what are we? I'm like I'm like, my eyes must be fooling me. Like there is there is no way a defensive coordinator can say we don't think you can do it any louder than what that what than what that. You got to think if Green Bay's defense thinks that and they've been struggling, you know, pretty much all season as a defense. What do the other defensive coordinators around the league think? Right? Like you don't even do that for a play. Ninety one on Devontae Adams. Stop. Stop. So yes, between the play calling for the Raiders, you can tell by what they were you know lining up, what they're dialing up. They simply and. I think with them, I think with the offensive play calling, they're concerned more so about turnovers than whether or not Jimmy can get the ball down the field. Because you and I know, like you said, we've seen him throw the bombs in, in practice. So he can do it. He can do it. I don't think the coaching staff thinks that he can do it without turning the ball over. They're concerned about that big time. Uh, to me, this is the glaring weakness on the Raiders, even if you don't connect. I'm not even try. saying you got to connect. You got to try. But we're saying there's a chance. Yeah, you have to try. Remember that movie, Dumb and Dumber? Are you old enough to remember that? All right, so you're saying there's a chance. I mean, my son the other day, Zeke, we're sitting there at the table. He's 14 months old. He looks at me looking at his peanut butter sandwich and moves it. Moves it. Wait wait a minute. My sandwich has no chance around dad. My son's sandwich has a better chance around me than Jimmy going Give us a chance. Yeah. So I, I wrote that article about a week or two ago. It was just like, man, you have to try. And this is what I'll say. They, you know, for the most part, they tried in the Chargers game and it, it didn't necessarily work out, but they at least tried to. And you saw how things kind of started to open up. Right. But you can't just, you cannot just line up and say, hey, we're only going to do, you know, one or two things. And think about it. The one thing they want to do the most, they haven't been doing well. And that's running the ball. So you got to open the things up. You got to at least make the defense think maybe these guys are going to try us deep. Uh, because if not, you're going to end up with linemen on Devontae Adams. So, yeah. All right. Now, Zeke, I'm going to pull it out here. Let me find it because we gave our predictions. I said the Raiders are going to win 24-17. You said 24-14. So we're right in the same ballpark. But let me give you this. All of our staff and all of our guests have the Raiders winning this week in a huge game. It's the national narrative. Raiders, 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 Raiders. Huge game. At Allegiant, and let's not pretend like New England's some of the best traveling fans. Exactly. Exactly. So, to me, this is teed up Josh McDaniel's biggest game. The only way they lose this is with a colossal failure. Yes, it will be on them. Raiders for the win. Yes, they have to. They're going to get the W. Uh, I, 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 again, double-digit leaders or win is what I have. So, uh, 
first time they break 20 points this season. Uh, it, it sounds that's one of those stats that keeps getting thrown out and people think it may or may not be a big deal. I think we have an offensive coach at, you know, at the helm. It is a big deal. You know, to, wait, you, wait, wait, wait. There are somebody in this world who is saying not getting to 20 points is a big deal. I think it, I think it's somewhat not a big, big deal, but I think it's it's a deal. It's a deal. I think so. It's a huge deal. It's a deal. <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> so what I always what do you I, win? Yeah. Show me one good team. <laughs> no, that's not true. As good as a okay. Show yes. me one team, one NFL playoff caliber team that has a shot to win a title that doesn't score over twenty. That's yeah. like saying you got a fistful of hundreds and you can't find a date at you a casino. Like, like what at a casino? <laughs> like that's that's a failure on your part. <laughs> but yes, um, they they got to figure it out. Um, and I think this is the week they do it. But uh, I think as long as they win, obviously that's all that they care about. But I will point out, um, you know, you heard Devontae say earlier this week, hey, you know, we won or that they won, but you can look bad and still win. And I think their transition now was, hey, play the best brand of football that you, that you can play offensively and defensively and then go win. And at home against the Patriots, you know, under, you know, playing against Bill Belichick, what better time for them to do that? Uh, last question you got from me, and I, I, but I think this one is important. I really respect Devontae the man. Uh, I love Devontae the player, but uh, the man to me, he's not a dummy. Yeah. He, he, I mean, you saw an article I wrote a few weeks ago with an NFL GM really dissected his culture comments. And he said Devontae would break, would walk it back, and he did. But he talked about Devontae's one of the smartest guys in the NFL. He knows every word he parses. Yes. He knows what he says. And I like that he this is that he's out there saying, okay, great. You know, we won, but uh I'm not here for one win. I'm here for championships. And I know what championship teams have to do. I I think there are times that his waxing loquacious irritates people. Yeah. In the organization, not the fans, yeah. not the media. But I also think he's good for the team, too. I think it's good for somebody like him to say, hey, tap the brakes here, genius. Mm -hmm. Not talking to Josh, just hey, you know, tap the brakes here, guys. There's a lot more to this game than where we're at. I think he's good for this organization. How about you? I think he does it the right way, right? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And you got to think, what would happen if Devontae Adams came and was, you know, a prima donna shouting, screaming, boo-hooing? It would, it would do the exact opposite. So to your point, very intelligent dude. I think with him, he knows not only what he says, but just from being in the locker room, I think he knows how is how important his demeanor is, right? Even when he's not talking, you can kind of tell he moves a certain kind of way. Uh, he, he knows eyes are on him as the star. He knows ears are on him as the star of the team. Uh, so he's very careful with what he says and how he says it, but that's what they need, right? That's exactly what this team needs. He does it the right way. You know, Jimmy, may, Jimmy might not go out and be able to say something along the lines of what Devontae Adams said, but Devontae has put – that work in he's earned it he's got the voice that that can that can handle that so I like what he does too I like what he does too he has a lot of foresight right as excited as the team was coming off of that Monday that Monday night win like you said relax you know you know in the words of Aaron Rodgers right relax we still have a lot to, to do I think his history in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers how far they went in the playoffs when he was there he's able to bring that here to a lot of guys that may not have had that same kind of success or that you know those kinds of trips into the playoffs so I think he's great for the team in more ways than one 
And as he's, you know, grown, as he's stayed in the NFL a little bit longer, you can hear him using his voice a little bit more. And that's great. That's a great thing to see. All right. I'm going to read an email that came in this week. Okay. From me, Elijah C. Okay. okay. Elijah says, Hondo, I am really learning to enjoy you and your podcast. They are a lot of fun. I have a suggestion. Devontae's always getting interviewed in a hoodie. I want to see you, Hondo, in a hoodie doing <laughs> interviews. If you don't think this is a good idea, ask Z. I bet he'll be on my side. Hondo <laughs> for the hoodie. Hey, listen, that, that would set the locker room on fire. If, if Hondo Those just comes guys in. would have so much fun. Because you know room. it would be a camo hoodie. It, it would be A1. Listen, nobody would know what to do. So, yes, I completely co-signed on that suggestion. Uh, I would love to be in there. Let me record that day because I, I just want to see how the players would react to that. So, yes. Can you imagine the crap those guys would – can you imagine what Devontae would say? <laughs> He'd probably just laugh. <laughs> you, would get a, you would get a smile out of Devontae Adams, which – that would be a good thing to see, man. Yes, that I'm all for it. Please, please let me know which one you're gonna do uh, in terms of your. No, in terms no, of no, no. I am not doing Hondo <laughs> in a hoodie. Hondo in a hoodie. That's the name of it. That's the name of the segment right there. It, it'll be a hit. It's a hit. Oh. Yes, sir. Great idea. All right, yes. buddy. Listen, I appreciate you've had such great content. Your work is exceptional. You're doing such a good – we are so proud to have you part of our team. You are doing a great job. We appreciate your respect. To stay on the line, I want to talk to you. That is the great Zeke Trezevant. Make sure you're checking him out every single day, pounding out the – he's there covering that team every single day with us. Great guy, great husband, great dad, great friend, great addition to the team, Zeke Trezevant. From Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's Hondo Carmen Zeke Trezevan saying good night, everybody. We'll see you. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.